0: good morning good morning so we are now on episode 49 yeah yeah one more to go one more to the big (laughs) 5-0 okay what are we talking about today
1: uh today we're talking about courses and are you a course junkie or a course judger right and which one's better to be okay if there is a better one to be so um i came across this kind of idea because i've been looking at based on what we've been talking about over the last couple of days, which is building your marketing plan, for the, or your content plan for the coming year. Um, and one of those things is kind of identifying where your holes are, where your, right. your gaps are in terms of do you need um, support or staff? Do you need some systems or automation in place? Um, and is there any kind of gaps in your knowledge? Uh, so I've just been looking at various different bits and pieces and yeah. courses and things and um, things well like, the moment you start
0: looking at that stuff you start getting thrown yeah. That by this course by well, especially
1: at this time of year right like my yeah. I, I've spent the last few weeks kind of unsubscribing from loads of stuff anyway because right. I, I do have lots of stuff in my newsfeed I like to follow people for like examples of copywriting and that kind of stuff but it ends up being overwhelming so i've been unsubscribing from loads but i've left the ones that i've kind of interested in right. and they're all shoving out their courses because obviously it's new year and that's when people kind of buy more things um so yeah everyone's got an offer and and it just dawned on me like how do you work out what's what's good and what's bad and right. and you know or not necessarily bad but what's not right for you um and well
0: and your own not just not like what's not right for you but also your behavior around courses generally because exactly. we know several people who um all they seem to do and they've been like it for years yeah. it's not it's not a recent thing it's the, nearly as long as we've known them yeah they've been on one course after another and after another and it, it becomes a bit cultish well that's what you know? got me thinking and also right.
1: um the comment that you said the other day about uh, there's this kind of um little world of coaches creating courses for coaches yeah it's yeah. kind of like cyclical effect um, what is it that,
0: and just for anybody that didn't hear that episode or hear me talking about that there's there's lots of courses out there to teach you to teach other people hmm. like to teach so whatever it is it's like um we were talking about one just recently um about a particular like, let's say it's marketing right and yeah. so it might be AdWords or Facebook or something like yeah. that so it would be okay let's teach you how to do that thing so that you can then teach other people how to do that thing and there's a lot of that stuff yeah. all the time isn't there yeah
1: whereas really you want to know how to do that thing yourself to either yeah. do it for other people or do it for your own business and and I've um or, or we've been big advocates of knowing a little because then you don't want People can't pull the wool over your eyes. You know the right questions to ask people. Oh, um, I
0: think, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, we know, again, other people in business who have spent, excuse me, a lot of money on experts and those experts have, or so-called experts, and those experts have been charging them thousands of pounds yeah. per month um, without any any result yeah. whatsoever, or, or even if it's without a result, any any metrics yeah. for the individual to understand Okay, are they actually succeeding or failing at yeah. this? You know, it's it's all very smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And that's one of the things that you and I, um, that drives us nuts yeah. with a lot of these so-called experts. It's like, if you genuinely believe in what you're doing and you're good at what you do, then you should have no issues with having an accountability piece around it. Yeah. Like, we work with other businesses um, to help them with some of their strategy and marketing. And one of the fundamentals that we put in place right from the outset is weekly reporting. Yeah. So, okay, look, we're gonna do XYZ. This is gonna take us some time, but let's show you the analytics so you can see it week in, week out. Yeah.
1: I remember paying um someone years ago to help create a social media um training plan for our franchisees. Right. And um and it, it was I didn't have I had the expertise to do it, but I didn't have the time to do it. Right. So I, I brought this person in. And um I I don't know if you remember this, but basically she just plagiarised from load loads of stuff. Do you remember? Oh, geez, yeah. Um and in yeah. the end obviously I I got um a, a full refund on what she she kind of put together because it, it was unusable because it was yeah. just plagiarized. And um but had I not known my stuff, I yeah. wouldn't have been able to look at what she'd written and, and recognise thinking That isn't that sounds like somebody else I've read, and that you know because I knew a little bit about it anyway, or or a fair amount about it to be honest. Because as I said, it is something I could have put together myself, but I was too busy.
0: Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of cowboys out there. Yeah, there's a and and that's not to say that these people are bad people. There's people. I mean, we're doing this episode in December, end of December, twenty twenty. So there's a lot of people that are now having to go out there and work out how the hell do I make some more money or make some money because I've lost my job or because I've so they get suckered in quite quickly by these people selling courses for them to then sell courses yeah. uh, or or to go off and it's i mean we've seen it so many times so many years haven't we in terms of all you gotta do is just know this little piece mm. and then you can just sell your services for x number a thousand pounds mm. a month and and it'll be fine because they don't know and and all you need to do is just change this metric and it's like it's it's a bit of a con and there's so well, many people yeah. losing a lot of money.
1: And also there's this this myth that, you know, you need to be... Or what lots of people, like you just described, people that have maybe lost their job or needed to need a career change because of 2020, and they've got a, a particular skill that they think they can teach them, but they, they think they have to be accredited in some way. Right, yeah. And there's all these people out there selling, you know, certificates in this and accreditations in that, which you don't need a lot of the time, I'm, you know. There's a few that you do need in, in certain fields... Um but most of the time you really don't need that specific qualification and it's just a con.
0: Yeah, if you can the reality is if you can do if you can do a thing and you can do that thing very well mm. and you can communicate and you can replicate that and communicate how you do it very well, then more power to you. Yeah. Go off and do that and sell your time and and your skills to be able to get more of that kind of work. I think the distinction between so we've covered a lot of little things in a very short space of time. So yeah. Basically, for people that the addicted to courses type yeah. people that we've seen all the time, we're not saying that they're naive or um, or the courses are bad, right? Because how else are you supposed to last yeah. it learn once you're outside of school, university, or whatever, yeah. right? So courses and educating yourself is a really important factor. Um but if you are if you are not taking action yes. on the stuff that you're learning then you've completely wasted your time, energy, and money, right? You should definitely, with every course, you should go into it with a view of, okay, what action is going to be the result of learning this thing? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, I mean, we do you remember when we were part of, oh, going back quite a few years now, but we used to be part of, we used to uh, be members of an association called, uh, it's not really an association, but like a clubby thing, um, entrepreneur Circle. Yeah. And um, we've mentioned him a couple of times on these podcasts. a guy called Nigel Botterall uh, created it. And I would say that we that transformed our way of how to market our yeah, business definitely. right by entering into the entrepreneur circle. and I mean, you're talking what eight years ago, nine years ago, or um, whenever it was. um so um but one thing that he always used to say when he was uh, talking to everybody he he said he he used to pull his hair out because he used to say, all you guys, the, most of you guys in the room are going to be sat here and you come here and you come here with your notebooks, and you sit there and you scribble away and you make all these notes and you nod your heads and you and you understand everything that we're going through. And, and we take it right to the point where it's like, can you see how this, if you just take this strategy and you apply it to this aspect of your business, it'll do X or whatever it is. And you'll sit there and you'll nod and everything else. And then you go home and you don't do anything. Yeah. That notebook goes on the shelf and then you don't do anything with it. That notebook doesn't come back down doesn't get written in, no actions taken until the next meeting where we all okay. get together and have a chat.
1: Well, it's more about focus, isn't it, from what we've discussed on previous well, and podcasts? Discipline, yeah. That you, that you really need to... There's there's so much out there, and, and a, a course junkie is going to be someone that's quite... Um, affected by like shiny object syndrome oh massively so and I've we actually, have that in our personalities yeah, like well, so me and you have that absolutely a lot. And, that, and that's why i kind of wanted to cover this today because i've actually <coughs> got some questions that you can kind of ask yourself when you're looking at a possible cause that's a good to, idea to kind of determine whether it is shiny object syndrome or whether it's actually gonna um benefit you
0: yeah because yeah. it's, it's a thin line between yeah very immersing yourself into a topic to to grow as a as a business owner mm-hmm and just wasting your money and just looking like you're doing all the right things but never actually well and if the the marketers are
1: good then it's very compelling
0: (coughs) oh massively yeah it's, it's
1: very hard not to put that credit card across because you know what they're selling you is very compelling so let me just jump into what is a a junkie and what is a judger first, first, um, so that you can kind of identify who you are in, in this mix or that right. you sit in between. Okay. So uh, a junkie is you don't often use the not a junkie. Of course, junkie. I yeah, just made yeah, yeah. that distinction. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, Someone junkie. just clips that out. <laughs> Yeah. Is um you don't use the information or at least not much of the information that you've been given um yeah. in the course and use no. the
0: use yeah, it absolutely not not. not not just consume it. No, not it. just
1: make notes or um, but you you don't kind of. have have the discipline to really follow up on that um and or you don't even finish the course you know you you, which is common with a lot of people they get kind of like halfway through and then oh here's the next course
0: (laughs) well um yeah and there's so a lot of courses as part of their sales piece will offer a money back guarantee so in most cases like if if you didn't get any value out of it or anything like that you'll get the money back in 30 days and the reason why they do that is because they know they're going to lose x number of percentage in refunds but they're also going to keep a certain percentage because a lot of people will buy the course and then just sit on their hands for a month yeah. and then they'll get to month two and go oh, I really should do that and of course they're outside the money bank guarantee by then they're relying yeah. on human nature right yeah. people's busy lives so so that when you do a course that take an action piece you should be like right okay I'm going to do it I'm going to block out this time to act take like to do the course and then take action and mm-hmm. make sure it's all within that money back guarantee period yeah if you can't commit to taking that activity and action within that period, then you probably shouldn't start the course yeah. in the first place. Right? Well the,
1: the travel course that I created, um yeah. I because I because it was on the Udemy platform, I can see obviously when someone's bought the course, but I can see where they're at. Yeah. And people just weren't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> They'd buy it, and then I could see that they haven't done anything. And I was like, why would you do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's almost the like they people feel like action taking action is that is the purchase. Yes. It's like, that's enough.
1: Oh, yeah, they've done it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. i am now this, it's a bit like the Matrix. It's yeah. like, right, I'm now plugged in, I'm now a martial artist. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that thing?
1: Um So the the next course is the one, is the other kind of um, yeah. hallmark of a course junkie. Like, this is going to be the one that makes all the difference and it's going to make me millions or whatever it is, or make me lose the weight or, or whatever it is. Um, uh, paying will make you do it. <coughs> so this concept that, you know, if you've really heavily invested in this particular course, you know it's quite a, a chunky amount for you um, that's the thing that's going to make you do it because you've put all this money in so you know you're going to do it. That is people kind of telling themselves that that's, that's well
0: there's and there's gurus out there that tell you to spend the yeah, money
1: yeah. Another one is um, fear of missing out. Uh, so mm. course junkies are always worried that, you know, they've, they've missed out on the, that next piece of information or this new person that's come out with some new material and everyone else is jumping on that and they're not. So they get this big kind of FOMO for missing out. Um, and you know, you're a course junkie if you start to not want to tell people how much you've been spending on courses or, um, what courses you bought, cause you'll kind of get these like eye rolly responses from people. <laughs> yeah. And, um.
0: I I think it's really important to say that just to sorry re say it that the courses if you are a course junkie junkie, it's not a reflection of how bad the courses are. No. There's there's a lot of great courses like Siam Kidd, who was on this podcast on episode twenty nine I think it was. He does he like did uh, I don't know if he still does but he would teach people how to trade. Yeah and. I personally know several people who made a lot of money from doing his training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was like, oh, I want to do some of kids. But I was...
1: Well, we've both done his course, yeah we? and And it was a great course, but neither of us have used it yet. We didn't
0: implement any of it. No. And, and that's the problem with, yeah. with all of those things. It doesn't mean that you're naive or... Because it just means that you definitely... You can see the results and everything else. But... You're just not taking any of the action yeah. and that's what we did with we've definitely done that with science course and a few others
1: yeah yeah definitely um and um yeah so that that's the kind of hallmarks of, of a junkie but it doesn't mean anything bad about yourself either because there's some real benefits of being a course junkie it means you're more com- comfortable with risk you're more mm-hmm. comfortable for going for something and you know uh, you're also very open-minded and you're very open to learning and trying new things and so all of those are great qualities to have as as a business owner or an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, when you can also start seeing when you go from one, especially if your courses are connected with a particular genre, like whether it is building a business. Yeah. Is that you're, um, you can see the connectivity of everything. Yeah. So, um, But there's a difference between learning about being a business and doing a business. Yes. And in fact, somebody I know, um, uh, the, a business associate of mine, put a post up on there, on one of their social media pages the other day, and they were they were basically complaining about everybody calling themselves entrepreneurs. All oh, right. And um, he said, look, and the post went something along the lines of, um, "Could everyone please stop calling themselves entrepreneurs? If you're a coach, um, or you're or you're just selling courses, that's what you're doing." He yeah. says, "You're not. There's a big difference between when you're just selling a widget and being an entrepreneur." And he's and he argued that. Uh, that an entrepreneur is someone that is bringing something to life, like something new and creative and bringing it into being yeah. through time, energy, money and commitment that's not necessarily out there already or in a new way and everything else. And they're building all the systems and processes, employing staff and all right. these kind of things. That's what being an entrepreneur side is. But mm-hmm. if you're learning to be or you're doing loads of courses, yeah. that doesn't make you an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Or someone
1: with multiple business interests is what I've always kind of seen yeah. it as. So um, a great way to kind of mitigate your, uh, being a, a course junkie and to get the most out of the benefits of being a course junkie is to realise that there's no magic bullet. You know, there is no next course that's going to be the be all and end all and just make it all work for you. Hmm. Um, and also to kind of get an accountability partner so someone that's actually going to make you do the work in the course and, and apply it to your business or your life, whatever it is that you are, or um, joining a community of people that are also working on the course together and you can all kind of do that thing together is yeah I
0: mean that's really uh, yeah that's really good with some of the some of the things that we've been involved in in fact that's one of the reasons why the entrepreneur circle used to be really yes. good is because you would learn some like things about a particular widget or marketing strategy or yeah. whatever it is. And then you'd be part of their their Facebook group, yeah. And you, you its quite inspiring seeing other people taking action and yeah. doing really well. With and it.
1: the small local groups as well were really yes. good, weren't they? Because yeah. they would be obviously businesses in your area, and they kind of say what they'd done and what would work for them that mm. week. And so that that was really useful, and yeah. I think that that really helps. So if you're a course judger, and um, then you often look at offers. And you're kind of and this is what I do, <laughs> hands up, of course judger. You um you kind of click through everything and you get to the very last page and then you go, eh, leave leave cart, leave basket. No, nope, not gonna do it this time. <laughs> which is what I do a lot of. Um and so I'm always looking at all these different courses, thinking, Oh, that looks great, and then I just don't quite make that commitment to buy it. Um you're also on hundreds of mailing lists, which I said earlier that I am, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which also makes me um a course judger because I'm again always kind of got looking at different things. Um you spend ages online um finding information because you you know believe that you can do everything yourself and piece information together so you're looking at YouTube videos you're googling you're reading blogs on you know certain topics and you're trying to kind of find the way of making it work for your business which ultimately you just end up kind of going around in circles a lot of the time. Um, and you go over old materials. So when you have purchased a course you know you go back over those materials from years ago determined to kind of get a return on your investment um, which might be kind of like out of date material and not relevant anymore so the positives of being a course judger is you're very self-reliant um, you're very determined um, and you, you know you're determined to get a result with that course so you will do the work and you're very analytical as well you're looking for that return and investment and you're going to kind of really going to do your research on a course so what do you think would be better a course junkie or a course judger
0: uh, the latter, the course judger and the main reason being is I think course junkies in my own experience has been everybody that I've I kind of identified as a course junkie very rarely actually do anything mm-hmm. other than the courses. They, they kind of do a little bit, they kind of start, like they might have just created the, the website yeah, but it's not, it's not very good.
1: Yeah, they kind of flipped a lot of the time. Well, the answer is actually a cross between the two. Okay. Um, because as I said earlier, the junkie is more comfortable with risk and they're, they're willing to go for something and they will actually, you know, find that useful information. Right. Whereas a judger will often get very um, frustrated and end up in lots of circles because they're trying to piece together the information themselves. Right. And they're looking at lots of different options, but never actually kind of making commitment. So really you're, you're looking for kind of a cross between the two and, and that comes from asking yourself the right questions when, when looking at a course. So that's what I'm going to go into. I'm going to leave Lee to disappear because he's coughing up a lung. <laughs> yeah, so if you're
0: watching this or listening to this, hopefully I've managed to edit most of it out, but <laughs> I have the joy of an annoying cough cold thing at the moment. So, but we are committed to do this podcast every day. Yeah,
1: we will do it every day somehow. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's going to come a day where like I've broken both arms and legs, <laughs> and I just walk in and I'm like getting strapped up. But um, so uh, I'm going to hand over to Kate, and I'm going to take myself. A if you're wondering if you're watching this, why is he drinking so much? That's why. So, it <laughs> okay. we'll to you.
1: So now that Lee's left us, I'm going to go over seven questions that you can ask yourself. If you're considering taking a course uh, to give you the information that you need to make your business journey easier uh, to fill in those holes or just to be able to move forward if you're stuck because that can often courses can be a great way of kind of bringing you out of a place where you're stuck. So, first of all, speak to people who have taken the course. Now, if you see uh, lots of kind of course marketing, they'll have often have like hundreds of testimonials, um, you know, if it's a good course, and you'll often see kind of genuine testimonials where it's copied from an email or a Facebook post, um, and they're very, very compelling. But sometimes that information isn't necessarily what you need. So I'll give you an example. I did a course recently not recently actually sorry it was about a year ago on uh, the benefits of pinterest if your business and because pinterest is like a search engine um, as well as a social media platform it can really generate a lot of traffic to your website and that lots of people that were kind of displaying their results in the testimonials saying oh i got you know thousands of followers on pinterest and or i got thousands of views or whatever it was um, and these huge numbers. So I did the course and it was a good course. Um, and I got Smiley Booth, our photo booth hire business, into the, the kind of same numbers that these people were talking about. And it, But it really wasn't generating much actual traffic going to the website. So I had all these numbers. The course kind of did what it said on the tin, but it didn't give me the result I was looking for. And I've, I'm in a Facebook group of people that have done this course, and that seems to be quite a common complaint that um, they get the numbers they need, um, but it's not necessarily get, getting them the um, result that they wanted. And had I kind of actually spoken to people that have done the course, and maybe I would have kind of known that beforehand. So don't just take the kind of testimonials at face value. Do try and speak to somebody who has either you know, worked with the coach that you're looking at working with or done the course that you're considering doing. So that's number one. Number two, what is your goal? What's your outcome? What are you trying to achieve by taking this course? And the more specific you can be, the better, because that will give you an indication as to to whether it has worked or not. And obviously whether it will work based on um, the contents of the course, the bonuses that you get. And as I say, the testimonials that are there as well. So what are you looking to achieve? What benefits are you trying to gain by taking this course? Uh, number three, in a similar similar vein, what is the outcome? So if you if you take this course, how much further forward are you going to be on that particular journey? Um, and again, trying to be as specific as possible. So is it that you want, I don't know, um, a thousand more group members for your, your group or you want to bring in memberships or you want to know how to build a membership course, but you also want to be able to sell those memberships? Um, is it that you want to... Uh, you know, get, get started on Amazon, for example, selling on Amazon. It, it's not just about getting started and setting up your shop, you, you want to be able to understand certain things within the Amazon platform and you want to be able to know, you know, how much you can sell in each area or something like that. So be very specific on the outcomes, because again, that will help you determine which courses work for you. Um, how does it fit with your long-term strategy or is it just a shiny object? So as entrepreneurs, a lot of us are um, cursed with the shiny object syndrome. I come up with business ideas almost daily, um, with things that I'd quite like to do, but I'm human. It's not possible to do all of them, and a lot of the time I have to just put it to the back of my mind. Think maybe one day I'll have a look at that. Um. So how does it fit with your kind of plan for the next year, the next three years, the next five years? Um, working out where you're going to be because if it is just shiny object it's going to be a distraction and not something that's actually going to benefit you what is the real cost including your time so lots of people think oh it's only such and such for the full course or it's a certain amount per month or whatever it is and if I act now it's got this you know fast action bonuses that I can use but what's it going to cost you in time by doing that course how much of your time do you need to give up daily Weekly to complete the course, and and therefore actually not just complete it, but implement what you're learning and move forward. I'll give you an example. I'm working with a um, a PR uh, coach at the moment, and uh, which is fantastic. But she also has um, a course that she does as well, uh, which is how I'd initially started. And I just was not having the time to kind of go through all the materials available there, which by being by working with her individually instead I'm getting access to the same material but without needing to go through it all in order to kind of benefit from that material I, I can always go back to it but I don't need to be going a b c d because I'm working with her more closely um, on and on a kind of one-to-one environment instead so had I just done the course it wouldn't have really worked for me because I didn't have time to kind of do all of that material and then implement it whereas kind of By working one to one I've kind of skipped to the implementation part so really look at how much time you'll need to put in because lots of these courses you know they'll often say you've got all of this included and it's it's great value they you know a a lot of good courses really do pack in the value which is wonderful but not if you're not going to have the time to do it um what is the money back guarantee is number six um money back guarantees are important because as I said uh, earlier if these uh course sellers are good at marketing which they are or they should be um you know it's really really compelling and lee and i um just over a year ago about 18 months ago we actually did a, a tony robbins course and if you've listened to much of our podcasts you will have heard us mention tony robbins a lot we we are big fans of his work and we were looking at this course And he was doing it with um, Dean Grazioso and Russell Brunson. And you'll have heard me mention Russell Brunson a lot as well. So three people that we um, are are very big fans of, Uh, we really, really respect their work and what they were selling looked fantastic. And I'm sure it was for a lot of people, but for us, once we actually started doing the material, um, it was too basic for our level of where we were as, as entrepreneurs. We already knew a lot of the things that they were teaching. So we actually implemented the, the money back guarantee, I think it was 30 days, um, and as Lee said earlier uh, we'd kind of gone through as much of the material as we could as, as possible within that 30 days to know that we really couldn't really use what we'd purchased. I mean we could use uh, bits of it and um, I mean, we, it, it was a very good course, I don't want to diss the course because it, it really was good but it just wasn't suitable for us. So um, being able to kind of use that money-back guarantee was was really reassuring because it you know, it wasn't a cheap investment um, and we would have been disappointed had we put all this money into something that wasn't suitable for us. And lastly, are you prepared to commit? You know, you if you're buying one of these courses, again, if they're good marketers, they're gonna have these, these deadlines and you really feel compelled to buy it, but if you're not gonna be able to commit to it because you've got too many other commitments on, Or it's a shiny object or it's just not something, you know, they they will come back again. It may not be the exact same course, but this person will open up another course or another opportunity or something similar will come along. Uh, You know, there will always be time for you to kind of invest in that particular thing at another time if now is not the right time. So don't be kind of um, bamboozled by the <laughs> money, be- sorry, by the deadlines um, because that's exactly what they're designed to do. You have this kind of fear of missing out. So do really look at whether you are prepared to commit right now to the course and see it through um, and really kind of have that determination because otherwise it's, it's just not worth your investment. So they are my seven questions to work out whether a course is a good investment for you. Um, courses are a really good way to um, develop yourself as a business owner as an entrepreneur um, to understand some knowledge around a certain topic um, that you may want to bring expertise in later on but then at least you'll know um, what you need to know to be able to assess whether that expert is good for you or not or it may be that you just want to learn a new skill that you can implement or it may be a personal development thing you know it may be a health or fitness goal or um, communication, communicating better relationship, uh, course, something along those lines. So, work out whether it's great for you to do at this time, um, using my seven step plan. So I'm sorry that we had a kind of half podcast at the end here with uh, just myself, but hopefully Lee will be back joining us tomorrow when he can hold a, a full conversation without coughing too much. <laughs> so have a great day, and we will see you on episode fifty tomorrow.